journaling is the most important tool. It's the most critical tool we have as Stoics or human beings as far as I know. I've been testing and trying different philosophies and different tools. Journaling really is the most effective tool I've found today. Anderson Nation. This is your host, Anderson Silver, coming at you what could presumably be the very last time. Yes, it's episode 19 of season 4. I don't know if there's a season 5 yet, but there should be, and there should be an episode 20, but you and I both know, by this time next week, perhaps I won't be there. Perchance you won't be there. Perchance the internet won't be there, or the whole world won't be there. We don't know. So let's make the most of it. With that said, Today's episode, of course, is very, very special for many reasons. And as we get closer to the end of the season, of course, I'm saving more and more cool little uh, Easter eggs and stories I've been hiding. This one is an episode based on journaling. It comes from the quote writer. It's going to come from a book that I haven't even finished writing yet. I've barely started writing. But I'm going to be using that quote because, well, I've had this book on my mind for a few years. I haven't finished a book yet. I finished the first three books uh, to kind of bookend my philosophy, if you will, heavily guided by Stoicism. But I have an idea for another seven, eight, nine books now. I keep writing new skeletons. I just don't have time to sit down and write them. But as soon as I can find the time, the first book I will write will be this one on journaling. And the reason is journaling is the most important tool. It's the most critical tool we have as Stoics or human beings as far as I know. I've been testing and trying different philosophies and different tools. Journaling really is the most effective tool I've found to date. Now, this episode is inspired by Sammy. Sammy, you will hear a lot about. He's a new friend I met on season four. And I believe, hopefully, fingers crossed, in season five, he should be a lot more, a lot more involved on camera. But right now, behind the scenes, he's been doing a lot of work and helping me with the quality. If you look at episode one of the season, and then look at this episode, the difference in quality has mostly to do with Sammy, some to do with Blaine, who did all the digital work, and absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> now, journaling. Why is journaling so important, and why do we call it meditation as Stoics? Because Stoicism, as far as my understanding and interpretation goes, is everything about triggering your rational mind as often as possible when needed, in the present moment. That's what I do. That's what I try and do. And that's what I get out of Stoicism. Or rather, that's what my philosophy is based around. And this is why Stoicism is at the forefront, because I find Stoic teachers, our ancient teachers, were all focused on the same thing. Don't worry about externals. Focus on what you can control. And then control the crap out of it, because life is too short, right? So to that end, how can we control the body? How can we teach it to do stuff? Because it can be taught. Well, we have to have conversations with ourselves. We have to check in with ourselves. And one easy way to check in is to journal. You can write on a keyboard with muscle memory. You can draw with muscle memory. You can drive with muscle memory. Those of you who drive, I know you've been from point A to point B without ever thinking about it. That's your autopilot. But journaling, when you put a pen down on paper, you will trigger your rational mind. You cannot write on paper with a pen without triggering your rational mind. 
And that's why journaling is such an awesome tool. Whenever you need to talk to yourself, grab a pen and boom, you're talking to yourself. Okay, granted, you have to go through the progression like everything else. You have to learn how to do it. You have to kind of get with the methodology. But let's discuss a few of those tricks today. Now, there's seven ways that I've kind of categorized journaling in one's journey. This is based on a small sample selection of my uh, mentees, uh, say about 100 people that I've worked with over the past few years, and it seems to be a pretty repetitive pattern. So I think some of this is going to resonate with you. So first things first. Step one, journal, daily journaling. This is the first thing you should be doing. Write every day. Doesn't matter what you write. Doesn't matter when you write, where you write. It could be on napkins, just write. The purpose here is get in the habit of talking to yourself. Give your journal a name or talk as if it's a second person. You will find over time, actually, that this person you're talking to, this journal, whatever you name it, is actually at times your autopilot, at times your rational mind. You will end up having a conversation with yourself. You will end up investing in the most important relationship with yourself. Write every day. Get in the habit. And you will see over time, once your emotions wash through, wash over you, it takes about a month or two, you will start writing some intelligent things that you can go back to and read, and you should go back to and read, and start making more sense of your life. So step one, or the first type of journaling, write every day. This is great for beginners. Second type of journaling is what I call ad hoc or wunjo journaling. Why do I call it wunjo? It's because wunjo is the name of the uh, rune, P, it looks like a P. And long story why I started using it, but every time I have an ad hoc entry in my journal, I put the little rune sign so I know to circle back when I'm reading my notes. Oh, yes, this is something I had written on the fly while I was on the bus uh, on Thursday. So I can go back and find it. It's more of a cross-reference nomenclature thing. But they, once you get into the habit of writing daily and then you get into a routine, ad hoc writing is also a great journaling methodology. Don't be shy to carry around a small pocket journal and just grab it, pull it out whenever you want, whenever you think of something, and write, write, write. The third type of journaling that you should do, and again, this one is for all, everybody, beginners included, is gratitude journaling. You might have heard of this. Basically, you write things that you're grateful for, or you write about things that you're grateful for. And you start with the regular, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for this and that. But then you can get into more interesting things like, I'm thankful for life. Like, what the hell is this thing? Where did it come from? We don't know. It's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool that I'm part of it. And it's pretty cool that I'm self-aware with it. Not all life things are self-aware, at least as far as I can ascertain. But I'm self-aware. That's pretty cool and something to be grateful for. And as you mature through your journaling, you will find you'll be grateful for other things. For example, we were talking about driving, right? God, we hate our commute. In the road, the honking, the beeping, my wasted time. Have you ever stopped to be thankful for that asphalt road, though? Have you ever taken a moment to be thankful for those electric lines that you see going along the road? Being thankful for the simple infrastructure we have around us is a huge realization of the world we live in. We ignore these things around us all the time. I'm thankful that somebody laid down a cable on the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean so that this is coming across Great Pond, to Europe, where I have a lot of followers. There you go. Something to be grateful for. Write everything that you can think of to be grateful for whenever you feel down. I guarantee you this is one of those shortcuts that helps you feel better. But stick with it. It takes time. It's not something that happens in the moment. 
It'll take a week, maybe a month, maybe a day or two. Just keep writing, writing, writing. All right, number four is decision making. This we already do to an extent, right? We will do uh, pro-con lists when we want to decide on something. That's exactly it. Do more of that. But be more in-depth. Ask better questions of yourself. Try to be detailed in your pro-con analysis. Challenge yourself. Try and be objective. And write about it, not just once. Reflect on it. Go back to your pages. Leave some space in your journal. Go back. Reflect more and more and more. Eventually, when you do make a decision, boy, you will make sure that, one, it is the right decision. And two, if ever you have regrets or if ever you find that later on, it was the bad decision because there were new variables that entered the landscape. Well, you will have this in your journal to be able to go back to empirically see, hey, I made the right decision. I did not have this information back then. I could not have possibly known this was going to go down this way. I made the best decision I could. So I'm happy. Reading that small passage might help you save days, nights, weeks of bad nervousness and bad sleep. So write down your decisions. It'll help you make decisions and it'll help remind you why you took your decisions when the shit hits the fan inevitably. The fifth one is called premeditatio malorum. You might have heard the word. It's one of those fancy words that these people like to throw around. I don't know. It basically means think ahead of what can go wrong and then reflect on what you wish or you hope you would do if you were in equanimity, if you were rational, right? Example, my kids might die before me. I have three kids and one of them might very well die before me. Statistically speaking, it's a possibility. That scares me. So from time to time, I try to write about how it would feel, what emotions I might feel, what challenges I might face. Now, I don't spend too much time on this because dwelling in negativity is no good either. You kind of feel it in the middle of your chest. You know, it's just, I don't like it. So every now and then I dip my toes and I'll go there for a minute at a time. Not more, but just write one, two bullet points. What would you feel? This way, should the worst happen? Well, at least you already have some ideas in your mind of what to do, what you want to do, what you wish you would do, what is virtuous. Because when we're emotional, we don't know what to do. At least this way, we have some guide and guidance. Now, death of a child, very extreme case. Premeditatio malorum could be something as simple as thinking of your commute tomorrow morning. Just use the tools that are available to you. You have a cognitive capacity. I talk about this in my second book, anthropologically, how we ended up with a cognitive capacity and what that means. For this episode, what it means is you can imagine, you can think things that are not in the present moment. You can look ahead. So you can look ahead to worry or grab a journal and you can look ahead to plan. Should a worry happen, hey, this is what I'd like to do. All right, number six, pre-written ideas. This is an important one as well because ad hoc window entries is one thing. Pre-written ideas is things you want to explore, you want to go back to. If I think back to my earlier days, I had a lot of these when I first got into philosophy. Um, you know, things like, what is life? What is love? I tried to define it for myself and I still struggle. It's still some of these things that I keep adding on every now and then I go back to. But it's nice to have a list somewhere that you can go back to to explore. Because how can we be virtuous and make sense of the world around us if we don't understand the world around us? And how can we understand the world around us if we don't try and make sense of it using a rational mind? I mean, sciences are great. They have the answer for most things, we know this. But we also know sciences don't have the answer for everything. The Raven Paradox, right? 
If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should probably read some of my books. Number two might be a good start. Well, start with number one. Always better. <laughs> but the point is, we all have ideas we want to explore, things we want to get back to, and we don't have time to look at it now. So don't forget about those ideas. Those are things that you, your rational mind, your consciousness is interested in. Write it down somewhere and then return to it. Reflect on them. Number seven, last one, but not least, checklist. We have so many things we got to remember. You know, on our day-to-days at work, what do we do? Task lists at home, to-do lists, right? Uh, Honey-do lists, all this stuff. We have checklists everywhere to make sure we don't forget steps. Even at the gym, we'll follow a program, right? What about our mental health? Do we ever stop to think about, did I do everything I should be doing for my mental health? We don't, and we should. Personally, I have a checklist on the back of my, uh, no, not on the back anymore. I have a little laminated checklist now. If you've been following me for a few years, you'll see my little laminated white card. It has my daily list of five. Those are the five things I would do if I knew I was dying today. It has my daily checklist of things I want to accomplish. And these things are not crazy, you know, not like travel the world or anything. Like look somebody in the eye and make them feel special. Give somebody a hug. Give somebody you haven't met a hug. Stuff like this. Try to make some type of a difference and connection in the human community, basically. Because I spend my days in the human society connecting with people, never spend any time in the human community, or I didn't used to. I've been trying to spend more and more time in the human community connecting, and that's where Anderson Silver appeared from. And that's what I'm doing here. I am fulfilling my own needs. Anderson Silver partly, mostly, came to be Because I was trying to fulfill my spiritual needs. And here we are today. Anderson Nation. A group of people helping each other out. And here I am using Anderson Silver to fulfill my own spiritual needs. Again, Season 4 has been a great success. Mainly for me. I don't know how you guys are doing. Well, I do know the one. There's about three dozen of you that are writing to me. So those ones, I know you're doing great. The rest, I don't know how you're doing. But personally for me, Season 4 has been fantastic. And this is part of it. I am able to communicate and connect with people in the human community. And you are one of them. And I thank you for it. You have a good one. I'll talk to you next time.